Let's see. We've also got some folks from California, Sacramento, Connecticut, Nigeria, D.C. It's a good crowd already. Um, good morning, Mel. Awesome. So I'm super duper excited to have you on, Shaq. And um, for the second round, yesterday we talked with uh, London, which was an awesome conversation. And I'm really looking forward to chatting with you too this morning. Um, Shaquille is also one of the graduates of the Decolonizer Teaching Mentorship Program and is doing so much amazing work in the world. Um, do you want to take a minute to just share about yourself and your, your yoga journey? Yeah, so I am a couple of different things. Um, I'm a yoga teacher. I'm an exercise physiologist. I am a wellness coach. Um, so I'm all, all things health and wellness. Um, I started my yoga journey. Um, I started practicing yoga, I'd say about eight years ago. Um, I, uh, I was a lifelong athlete. I grew up playing all sorts of sports. Um, so being in my body um, has always just been very natural to me, very kinesthetic person. Um, but in my early 20s, I think I was like 23, 24, I was um, suddenly diagnosed with an autoimmune disease that um, really took a toll on my body. So um, my joints, my muscles, um, I just, it, everything just kind of shut down, as seemed for me. Um, so yoga was a way for me to um, just get back into my body um, and just relearn how to work with my body um, as it is um, and just relearning how to be with pain. Um, the level of pain that I experienced when I was first diagnosed with something that was completely new um, and it took a huge toll on me mentally. Um, and so yoga became a way to um, not only get back into my body, but really understand um, my mind and how to um, work with pain and be able to live with discomfort. Um, and so, yeah, and so through that, um, I began to realize just how powerful yoga is and just the way it benefited me mentally more than anything. And I was just, I just felt so transformed and I just felt like all people of color, black people, especially need to know how to be able to connect with themselves in this way. Um, and so that kind of started my trajectory into um, wanting to teach yoga and then also just be able to be an entrepreneur in my own right. Yeah. Wow. I think it's true for many of us that like our own experience and our own healing with yoga is what ends up bringing us, uh, making us passionate about wanting to teach and help others with it. Um, I'd love to hear more about um, why you feel it's so important for, for people of color, but specifically for black folks. So um, I... I, I grew up with a lot of um, mental health um, conditions in my family. Um, they kind of run in my family um, from my my mother all the way to aunts and uncles, grandmother, like her whole side of the family. Um, and I, it wasn't until I was an adult that I realized that a, I, a lot of their pain and their trauma that they experienced was just trickling down generation by generation um, until it got to me. And luckily, by the grace of God, I always say, like, I had the wherewithal to know, to be able to realize, like, a lot of these things aren't okay. Like, a lot of these actions, a lot of these 
behaviors as a result of being traumatized and not having the opportunity to heal, it's just not okay. And I just, yeah, I just, I just, I, I became very passionate about, um, being able to help other black people heal through whatever trauma they experience. And trauma is like a heavy word. Mm. A lot of people think that it has to be something like this big, grandiose event, but trauma can be anything, you know, trauma can be the microaggressions that you experience going to work, or it can be, um, you know, just in relationship with other people or, you know, from your childhood. Mm -hmm. And as black people, we're not always afforded the opportunity to learn how to heal. And with my own experience Mm -hmm. in practicing yoga, just realizing how much I've been able to heal just through connecting to myself, Um, I just really wanted to share that with other people because mm. um, we need it. And mm-hmm. and if we are going to heal as a community, as a black community, it starts with the individual. Um, so I love that. Wow. That is really powerful. Just like this idea of the recognition. Right. And I think that this is happening by and large with a lot of our younger generation. Um, and just like, I don't know if we're the Y generation, the Z, I don't even know what generation we are, but I feel like people in, in these, this 20, 30 year old age group, um, are really, really, really recognizing, um, the effects of this, of this behavior and really wanting to do something to change it. We've heard a lot of conversation around, um, um, healing generational um, trauma and DNA and and all of that. So I, I love that you just were able to recognize that and, and to choose something different. Um, and then also, not only that, but taking it a step further and then saying, I know we need this. I'm going to be the one to go bring this to, to, the, to the community, to the people. Mm-hmm. How has the response been for you, um, you know, in, in the last conversation, and you can touch on anything you want in here, but in the last conversation, we talked about um, the importance of representation um, and the challenges sometimes that come in teaching in yoga studios as a woman of color and all of that. And um, and also just the impact of then transitioning to teaching to your own community and what that looks and feels like. So just any kind of where in there that you want to touch on, um, I'd love to hear your thoughts. Yeah, so it's interesting because from my own personal practice, I've always noticed I'm the only person of color in the room, definitely the only black person in the room, um, most cases. Um, and my the yoga studio that I went to for my 200-hour teaching, um, my teacher training, it was primarily a white studio, but I came in there um, with the intention of I'm taking this information back to my community. Mm. And I made that clear from the very beginning, you know, day one when we're doing our intros, I said, hey, I'm here because I'm passionate about diversity and wellness. Mm. I want to bring this information back to people of color. I want to help empower them. And the support there was great. Like all of my teachers, they're like, yes, like we love this. Um, Amazing. So it was just all love and support on that front. Um, And then in terms of teaching, coming back to teach my community, it's interesting because because we as a community are so underexposed to mm-hmm. a lot of these methods, yoga, um, meditation, and things like that. Mm-hmm. There's just a lack of information there and a lot of misconceptions mm-hmm. um, just within communities of color in terms of what yoga is about um, and what it can do for you. Mm-hmm. And so, um, and even within my own friend group, like I was the only person that practices yoga. I'm the only person that um, 
this meditating and things like that. And so when I'm telling people like, hey, like you should practice yoga and this and that, it's, it's a lot of side eye. It's a lot of, mm, I don't really know. Uh, I, I don't, I don't do that's yoga's for white people. Mm-hmm. You know, you hear that a lot. Um, I'm not flexible. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, I don't have the body for it. Yeah. So a lot of those, uh, messages are what I was hearing, mm-hmm. um, from people, mm-hmm. um, within my own community, mm-hmm. um, which is understandable. I mean, yeah. we're not really exposed to it. Right. Um, but you know, representation does matter. And I know for myself, when I see other people, um, doing things that I'm interested in, it makes me feel like, oh, well, I can do that too. Or mm-hmm. it's safe for me to do that as well. And I just wanted to be that person and kind of bridge that gap. Um, and I think that now with my Instagram being more robust than it was even like <laughs> a year ago, yes. um, people are starting to see like me um, mm-hmm. and starting to see, well, hey, I can do that. Or they're able to relate to me in some kind of way and say, well, if she's doing it, I can do it too. Right. Um, and it doesn't have to look like what we think it should look like or what we've seen it look like before. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So do you feel that just like, mm, that the, that combating those narratives or those ideas, um, or perceptions has really just been about you staying in your power and like your practice and continuing to show up? Or is there, are there other things that have assisted in helping you sort of break down those, um, those, mm, I'm going to say, I'm not going to say untrue, but essentially, yeah, false, false ideas or false beliefs. Yeah, definitely um, just kind of coming into terms with who I am and what it is that I care about um, and and just being more comfortable resting in that space Mm -hmm. has definitely helped me to, um, yeah, be able to kind of expose that to others. Um, But I think also in just connecting with other people who are also doing the same thing, connecting with other like-minded people Mm -hmm. um, is definitely a benefit. And um, here in D.C., like going to classes, I wasn't seeing a whole lot of black and brown people around, but I knew that I I really needed to connect with that community. I knew that we've got to be out here somewhere. Like, I can't be the only one who's also into this. Right. and and thankfully through being able to come to the internet because I wasn't seeing it you know in real life mm-hmm. I've been able to um, identify those people and connect with those people um, and be able to even feed off of their energy mm-hmm. um, and just because it's a collective it's a collective thing mm-hmm. you know it's a collective healing mm-hmm. that we're all going through and um, yeah, it's it's a little bit of both. Yeah, I love that. Um, just kind of in that same thread, thinking about um, the decolonizer teaching program and the opportunity to connect with like-minded women who were also in the journey. How important was that for you, or how did that change or shift anything in your perspective? Um, it was super important, super super important. Just because I came into the program sitting on just years of ideas that I've had that I've accumulated and um, you know all of the best intentions all of the things that I want to do in terms of serving my community and helping communities to heal but I just didn't really know how to start I didn't know where to go I didn't know how to align all of these ideas so 
the program, the DUIT program was instrumental um, in first helping me to just gain clarity, which was like the very first module, Um, just gain clarity on what it is that I'm actually trying to do. Who is it that I'm really trying to serve? Mm -hmm. Um, Because just by nature, I'm a people pleaser and I try to please everybody. But of course, you can't really do that and be sustainable, especially when you're um, a a businesswoman, an entrepreneur. So it was just, it was, it was, it was everything. And then being able to connect with other women who are also doing the same thing, um, also having the same um, ideas and intentions for helping communities heal mm. uh, was just so, it was it was great to have that support mm-hmm. and to be able to bounce ideas off of. Um, and just that gives you that validation of mm-hmm. like, you know, you're doing the right thing, you're on the right track, um, and you have community to support you. Um, and then you, especially having done a lot of the things that I was interested in doing, mm. have, being able to have that example and say, oh, okay, this is how it could be done. Mm-hmm. Or this is, you know, one potential route. Um, right. That was, it was, it was huge because mm. that too helped to validate me and like, okay, I can do this. You know, it's being done over on the West Coast. It's being done in Dubai. It's being done, <laughs> you know, in Tennessee. It's being done everywhere. Like, I can do this too. Yes. Uh, I love that. And it, it sort of strengthens your resolve, right? As you come back to your community. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Mm. Definitely. For sure. Um, and just knowing that, you know, when I, when I come to my in real life community here in DC, yeah. you know, I always have that those team of folks, you and everybody else um, who I've met through the program to, to lean on um, and, just helps to connect all of us, you know, even if we're not in the same space. Yes. I think that that's so important for POC in general, in any industry, in any, in anything that we're doing. But, um, you know, in wellness, just like in many other industries, we're combating and we're up against so many um, challenges. And um, like you said, from having to convince our communities that this is good for them to um, figuring out our own route, because we don't always have the opportunities that our counterparts have to finding the communities, right? Like they're not even on the ground. A lot of times we have to go somewhere to find them. So all of those things take up, take up a lot of energy and a lot of space to try to figure out and, and navigate through. And so um, to be able to have that, that, that group that, that just understands that you, like you said, you feel validated, you feel affirmed in in what you're experiencing and then you feel strengthened because as a collective, that, that group energy just makes you feel stronger. Definitely. For sure. So beautiful. For sure. Um, kind of transitioning just a bit into, um, you know, you talked about these ideas that you were sitting on, right. Um, what do you think? Um, I know you talked a little bit about just not having, not being sure about who you are wanting to serve exactly or um, not sure about the strategies to, by which to go about it. But like, was there some underlying things that, that also um, maybe were blocking your, um, your readiness, if you will, to like get out into the world and, and, and Hey, this is, this is who I am. This is what I do. Um, You know, fear, those type of things. Oh, yeah, I had so much of that. Um, So, so much of just self doubt. Um, And just me by nature, like I'm much more of a reserved person. Like I was never the person that liked to put post selfies on Instagram or even felt comfortable in front of a camera. Um, But I know it's in terms of marketing, like these are all things that you have to do. Um, And 
yeah, like all of those things and just feeling like, like imposter syndrome was Mm. very real. Um, and just feeling like I wasn't sure how am I going to mobilize communities in the way that I feel like I'm supposed to, Mm. um, and just feeling like, Oh, you know, I'm just one person. I, I don't, I can't, I can't possibly do that, you know, um, or thoughts of, you know, is anyone even going to really care about what I have to say, mm-hmm. you know, in terms of offering my story, like who are people, are, are people going to relate? Are mm-hmm. they going to resonate mm-hmm. with that? Um, so a lot of those fears of just judgment, mm-hmm. I guess, um, tend to kind of creep in and were holding me back a little bit even though you know I have the education I have the degrees I have the trainings I have Mm -hmm. this and that certifications Mm -hmm. all of that like despite all of the hours and years that I put into um just educating myself that you know didn't matter when Mm -hmm. those thoughts those feelings of self-judgment kind of creep in um but that's one thing that I definitely learned through the DYT program was how to um, kind of circumvent those feelings by mm. owning, learning to own my own story, learning mm. to own what it is that I have to offer. Mm. You know, and earlier I mentioned, you know, I can't serve everybody. Well, what qualities do I bring to the table that can be of service to somebody else? And once yes. I've really meditated on that and really came to terms with that, that's when I became more comfortable in stepping out there mm. um, and really just using, you know, my qualities to my benefit, mm-hmm. you know, like I am much more calm, relaxed, chill, you know, like, but that can be a benefit to people, especially people who are like stressed out, <laughs> who are overwhelmed, who are like going a hundred miles a minute, you know, like having a little bit of peace and calm, having that friend who can help you chill out, like that's, you know, that's a benefit. So totally. Oh, I love that. Just like leaning into who you are. Right. Mm -hmm. And that's such a huge thing. Like I always talk about authenticity and realness. And I think that a a huge part of what that means is just like leaning into the things that, that you already are, right. That you have been, that come natural to you. Um, And then really once you get comfortable with, yeah, okay, this is me. Then it's then it becomes so much easier to show up, right? Right, for sure, mm. definitely. Because a lot of times, um, and even just in terms of teaching, like I, you know, like once I get in front of a group of people, like okay, I'm fine, I'm good. Um, but I don't know, like it just when I just the thought of it, you know, going into it, it's like oh, it's really scary, or you know, I'm I'm not like that loud extroverted person are mm-hmm. people going to even want to join in on what I have to offer mm. but um as I think London said yesterday like I know who I want to serve and I know what it is that I want to offer those people yeah. um and so once you gain clarity on that it becomes so much easier clarity man clarity is the one <laughs> yeah you can't do anything if you're not clear, if you don't have that clear vision, you know, vision is everything. So. Yes. Um, talk more about your experience um, in actually doing the work, right? Like you, you've gotten over the obstacles, you have clarity, you have this support group of people, um, you're showing up. What, um, what has been the experience now and the feedback as you step forward and, and say, hey, I'm here and I'm, I'm here to serve? What has been the experience of the community as you're teaching the yoga, as you're teaching the meditation? What kind of has been the response and how have you felt um, 
moving forward in that way? So the response has been great. So um, I I have kind of two different approaches. So I worked with kids. So I did a lot of kids yoga, working in schools, mm-hmm. and then teaching adults. So with working with kids in schools, um, that was received so, so well, especially by like the principals, the staff, because oh. um, I was working in schools that were, you know, underserved. Yeah. Um, not having a lot of resources, the kids have experienced a lot of trauma. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I'm definitely coming to fill a gap to to meet a need. Um, and that was just the greatest experience. And the kids themselves, like, I don't know. I just, I just feel like we have to really protect our youth. We mm-hmm. have to, um, you know, embolden them. We have to feed into them. And being able to offer them, you know, ways to breathe, ways to self-regulate and calm themselves mm. down, um, ways to uh, just learn about their bodies yeah. and be in their bodies. Yeah. Like, that was just the most precious thing for me. And the kids loved it. I loved it. And, you know, when I come back the next week, they're like, oh, Ms. Shaquille, I've been practicing my breathing. Oh, and my God. That was, it's just like, oh. it's about, like, I can't even, exp- it's, uh it's like priceless, like those experiences, um, because mm-hmm. they are our future and mm-hmm. they need to learn these skills. And that's, it's been great. And then working with adults. Wait, wait, also- before you move on to adults, I just kind of want to tap into that a little bit more, just because your whole energy just lit the fuck up talking about this. And I just, I need to be there for a moment with you. Um, I'm always like super terrified to teach kids because I think I'm going to bore them to death. But you do such an amazing job. I've seen the clips in your videos and everybody's going crazy and doing yeah. their poses. And, um, have you seen the shift in them? I know you said something like, you know, that, that they'll come and be like, oh, I've been doing this. And they want to show off what they've been working on. But have you seen the shift or like seen the potential for what teaching these practices to our youth can really do in terms of changing our future as a culture and as a people? Absolutely, absolutely. Um, and one example, so one fifth grade class in particular, they were, oh, my heart, came in at the beginning of the year. Mm-hmm. They're so just like rambunctious. They're not trying to hear about yoga. They're not trying to sit and breathe. They're like, yeah, whatever. Yeah. But working with them, you know, every single week mm-hmm. um, and just really meeting them where they were Mm -hmm. um, and then giving them little tidbits um, along the way that can really help and support them. You know, I, I I was able to see the shift in, in just in their way of thinking and their way of just learning how to be with themselves, learning how to be Mm -hmm. amongst community with each other. Um, And, you know, around Thanksgiving, we did like this little gratitude activity um, where you write on a post-it note, like write to a friend, like, Mm -hmm. what are you thankful for about that person? And we all shared and it was just the most beautiful thing. And, you know, yeah, I definitely saw it, saw the shift in them coming to me and telling me and Mm -hmm. voicing, being able to articulate what's shifted for them um, personally. Yeah. Like we need all of our children need this all of our children need this especially our black and brown ones they need to learn how to be resilient they need to learn how Mm. to be able to turn to themselves um to provide that love and support that they might not get from the rest of the world right and sometimes sometimes the families as well because like you said so many of us um and our families don't have an understanding of these practices, right? So this is something that they may get with you once a week, but then that's it, right? Like there's right. no more. So you're doing such an incredible service um, because you're giving them tools that that otherwise they would not have had. Right, 
definitely and i because i know for myself um growing up like i didn't i wasn't taught these things um it kind of just was innate like and being an only child like i'm already kind of intuitively just introspective anyway (laughs) but that's what got me through like being able to to think okay this is going to be better or this is going to get better or being able to learn how to calm myself down learning Mm. you know all of those things Mm -hmm. and I just I just want to pass it along I just want to pass my knowledge on to other people who could benefit from it I love it so much um okay so shifting into the adults before I interrupted you (laughs) (laughs) so adults has also been um definitely well received especially um you know at first it was kind of like oh i don't know about that yoga thing um but then over time me continuing to show up and be consistent and um be able to tell you know this is how it can help transform you Mm um you know little by little people are coming around and they're being able to experience it for themselves and especially now with everything happening with like covid and things like that Mm -hmm. People are looking for ways to be able to find that inner peace, to be able to bring some calm into their day, um, which is a great opportunity for me to be able to say, hey, like, let's try it out. Like, yeah. Here are some ways you can you can cultivate that for yourself. Um, and, you know, I've, I've started some online virtual yoga classes, which have been very well received. And um, people are being able to practice, especially if, if people who haven't tried it before, yeah. like this is the perfect time to mm-hmm be in the comfort of your own home Mm -hmm. and just to try it out and see what it's about. And it's been definitely well received. Love it. Great feedback from people. Yes. Um, Transitioning now a little bit too into the business aspect. So, um, and we talked about this a little bit with London yesterday on the last episode. Um, Thinking about just like, um, how yoga teacher trainings kind of ill prepare us to Mm -hmm. be independent. Um, They teach us how to teach, but then they don't teach us how to bring those things to the world at large. They, it's more of a, now you can come teach at the studio model. Right. Um, Mm -hmm. And I'm really not sure why that's designed that way. Um, I think it just makes good business sense for a studio, but um, talk a little bit about that challenge of just like not having the tools and then, what, um, and then shifting the mindset from, okay, I'm not just going to teach yoga. I want to turn this into a business. I want to build a life around this. Yeah. So I think for me, yeah, knowledge is everything. And, Mm -hmm. and I think, um, just in terms of just business in general, like even aside from wellness or, or being a yoga entrepreneur, just business in general, there are certain concepts, basic concepts that I, just did not have um and um I think with my yoga teacher training we were given um like some different resources that we can kind of follow up on on our own Mm -hmm. if we wanted to really dive deep into that but yeah like you said we weren't really provided with information on on the business side um but there's one book that I was recommended Mm. um I think it's called what's it called the business of teaching yoga Mm. Um, that was recommended to us in teacher training. And so I got the book and I read it. And so from there, I had like a little bit of a start in terms of like some basic things to do. Um, But yeah, it was challenging having to self-educate myself just Mm -hmm. because, you know, there's a lot of information on the internet and I don't know what's valid, what's not. Mm -hmm. 
Um, but just starting with what I had, um, that's what I did. I just kind of started with what I had and talking um, to other women in other industries who were also starting to build a brand uh, and a platform for themselves and just kind of hearing like what, how they did it. And then just taking what I could apply to yoga and wellness and kind of running with that. Um, but even that was just, it was like very bare bones. Um, <laughs> but then luckily, fast forward a few months later and then the, the DYT program came up and that was, I was just like, wow, like this is exactly what I've been looking for. Mm. Like I knew that I needed a community for what I wanted to do. I needed other people to help support. And I knew that I wanted to focus primarily on um, people of color, communities of color. Mm-hmm. And I know that I knew that I needed others, uh, to other black women to support me in that. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the DYT program, it was just like a perfect combination of all of the things that I needed at that time. And, um, you know, I've always had this vision of being a wellness entrepreneur, like way, way back, you know, back in high school. Like I knew that I wanted to create a space for people of color to move, to be well, and then getting further in my own personal yoga practice, I was able to kind of narrow that even more and say, okay, I want to be yoga, I want to do wellness, I want to do nutrition, mm-hmm. um, mental health, and um, yeah, through the DYT program and just learning uh, even more foundational aspects of entrepreneurship and business and how to create those strategic partnerships with businesses mm-hmm. within the community, mm-hmm. I was really able to narrow my focus, but be able to expand the vision. Mm. Ooh, that's a word. So... Narrow yeah, the focus and expand the vision. That's powerful. Yes. Um, scheduled gains. Um, DYT is a decolonize. It's decolonize your teaching. It's a mentorship program that goes for six weeks, where I take uh, women of color, um, usually yoga teachers, and teach them about how to build um, their business and become wellness entrepreneurs. And they are, you guys are just crushing it. Like I'm like, you guys are doing so 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 amazing. Um, <clears throat> What are some of the things that you would say, um, I'm recording, what are, what are some of the things that you think were, let me see what I'm trying to ask here. In shifting the mindset from yoga teacher to wellness entrepreneur, right? Like what are some of the things that have to shift mentally? Cause I think for many of us, for many yoga teachers, it's, it's easy to just be like, okay, I teach yoga. But to actually think of themselves as a business or as an entrepreneur, like talk about that shift in mindset. Yeah. So I think for me, um, I've always been the type where I just knew I couldn't, not that I couldn't, but I did not want to work for somebody else. Like I, that's just something that I'm not interested in doing for the rest of my life, you know? And, um, and I think, in order to be successful in that, you have to really um, gain skills in other areas aside from just the service that you're offering. So aside from just yoga and knowing about yoga um, and the benefits, there are so many other things that I have to learn about. To learn about marketing, I have to learn about um, the partnerships and, um, and things like that. Um, and learn about things that you know, don't come so natural to me, mm-hmm. um, such as building websites or, you know, how to be able to just really talk about myself and sell myself. Yeah. Um, yeah. And that's something that doesn't come natural 
marketing at all. But that's all a part of the marketing and, and things like that. Um, so, um, and then what other things have I had to adjust? Um, I think that's that's pretty much like the biggest thing is just having to learn those other skills, um, those other entrepreneurial skills, um, time management mm. um, <laughs> is a big one for me. That's yeah. um, <laughs> such a big one for me because <laughs> I work very well under pressure and I tend to like procrastinate and, but then I get overwhelmed and yeah. all that stuff. So, um, so yeah. And just having, continuing to have like that growth mindset. Mm. Um, I didn't, you know, I'm always, I, my purpose is to serve my community. Um, and so that's always been at the forefront. Like right. I, I didn't come into this thinking I wanted to become a millionaire or anything like that, but I also want to have a, of reach, you know, I want to make sure I can reach as many people who are interested. Um, and so I really have to push myself to put myself out there. Um, you know, cause I'm not just showing up to some studio every Tuesday at six o'clock. It's like, I really like have to be creative and thinking of, okay, what do I want to offer? How do I want to offer it? Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. and, and what's the best way to execute, you know, execute that. Yeah. I love just the transition that you've made on your Instagram from day one. It's just like so phenomenal. Um, and I know that many of you guys are always like super resistant, like, ah, oh, snap, we got to figure this out. Um, you know, we had that a lot in the third module in the create where, where you were able to build your brand colors and build that brand identity. How important was that for you? And then what were some of the things that maybe were challenging that you overcame to, to get on the gram and start to put it out there? Yeah, so the the brand identity is so huge, especially mm-hmm. from like a consumer's like point of view. Like I know for myself, that's what I'm looking for if I'm going onto somebody else's website or page. Like mm-hmm. if it looks professional, if it looks cohesive, then I'm much more likely to you know want to c- continue to explore. Right. And so I know that that's that's the approach I had to take. Mm-hmm. Um, and I I. Yeah, the brand colors. And luckily, like, I'm very kind of a creative person anyway. So um, being able to do, like, the graphics and things like that, like, that's so fun to me. Well, most of the time, it's a lot of fun. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I love being able to just think of how I want to um, visualize what it is that I'm trying to offer. Mm. Um, I think the hardest part was just getting in front of the camera, honestly, like, and, and putting myself out there and taking photos and and just being vulnerable in that way. Mm. Um, and because I'm always trying to avoid judgment, just in general. Like, I'm always trying to avoid judgment, so I tend to kind of, you know, hang out on the sidelines mm. or I might just be the one observing, uh, but not really, like, participating fully. Mm. So um, just kind of overcoming that um, and feeling comfortable just putting myself out there saying what I have to say Mm -hmm. and you know, whoever it resonates with, that's great, Mm -hmm. you know, and they can connect and we'll we'll move on from there. Um, and even with like, um, the moment of calm videos that I did, like that for me, like, even though like I knew, okay, I want to offer this to people. It it was like, also like, okay, this is like a challenge for myself. Like I'm going to assign myself, these videos to kind of help myself get over this kind of fear I have of being in front of the camera Mm. and 
talking and, and like posting and all of that stuff. So, um, but the more I do it, the more comfortable I get. And I just take it a little step at a time. Yeah. And, um, and people have been telling me that they're resonating um, with it. So at the end of the day, like that's all I can hope for. Totally. Yes. I was so proud when you dropped your first one. The uh, <laughs> You call them, is it Mindful Mondays? What do you call them? A moment, a, of moment of a moment of calm, a moment of calm, a moment of calm on Mondays. And I'm just like, this is so awesome. And I just, I love that they're just really sort of bite-sized, digestible, um, five minutes, right, is what you do. Yeah. And um, yeah. talk more about, about what you actually offer in that video and, and why it's important for us. So in the moment of calm videos, it's um, little... Um, brief uh, meditations so we do um, different mindfulness meditative activities um, and so at the time I was going through an eight-week mindfulness-based stress reduction course wow. so I learned all about um, just different mindfulness techniques um, and how to um, really use them to help reduce stress so I was like okay well let me just uh, share what I'm learning as I'm in this course. And so um, we talk a lot about body awareness. We mm. talk about um, breath awareness mm. um, and how to um, use your breath and um, focusing your mind on either your body or your breath or mm. your thoughts to kind of help reduce your stress. Mm. And so they're really short. Um, I say five minutes or less. Most of them are around like six-ish. Um, so I always give like a little brief intro in the beginning, but yeah, just opportunities to just practice sitting with yourself mm -hmm. and refocusing your mind um, away from stress. Yeah. Yesterday, I love that. Um, and yesterday, London talked about something that I thought was really interesting. And she, she was speaking to um, just this idea that showing up to Instagram and just like not knowing what to post and like not posting because you don't know what to post. And, you mm -hmm. know, maybe you have your graphic, but you're not sure what to say. And so... What, one thing that was interesting that, that she said, and I, I'd love to hear your thoughts on this, is that um, when she started sharing more from an authentic place of just wanting to be of service rather than trying to get an outcome out of the, you know, out of her post, or um, I think she, the word she used was that she felt she was kind of like manipulating people to want to think a certain way or like take a certain, you know, move. Um, mm -hmm. But that as soon as she started to share more, like, just wanting to be of service that the response completely changed in the audience and the interaction and the engagement with her. Um, speak a little bit about that and what resonates or, um, you know, your experience with any of that. Yeah, I could definitely relate to that. Um, just because with Instagram, like you do have to really be consistent yeah. and I can, you know, it's just a little bit of a pressure with that. At least yeah. I feel yeah. um, with being able to come up with consistent content that's like relevant and it's hard. It's really challenging sometimes, especially if you have a lot of other things going on in your life right. um, that, you know, you, it's, it can be very hard. And so, you know, I try different strategies like, you know, planning ahead for content. Um, and I'm still learning as I go. Um, but, yeah, I, I have noticed that. When I'm when I stop kind of trying to strive mm. for that idea, when I stop trying to strive for um, that caption or what have you, and just kind of let it come, and then I post it, it this, I, the response is definitely um, better than if I'm trying to like contrive some type of content or idea or something like that mm -hmm. um so a lot of times the things that i share are just based off of what i'm 
personally going through or practicing. Mm -hmm. Um, I know like one of the things I have are um, monthly intentions. So, and and so for that, Mm -hmm. for me, like these are things that I'm really trying to focus on personally in my life for this month. And so like this month I'm working on self-compassion. And Mm. so the content that I'm kind of uh, putting out now is about being kind to yourself Mm. and really accepting your thoughts Mm. and things like that. Mm -hmm. You know, so it's it's coming from an authentic place, but it's coming from just where I am um, in the hopes that, you know, hopefully there's somebody else out there in the world who also might be going through this and can benefit. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So, yeah. I love that, especially because and I think I'm I'm just I'm grateful for you all because um I see myself in you all and just that way of just the moment that you really start to move from that authenticity, from true authenticity, like what am I feeling now? What am I going through right now? And being willing to share that and bring people on that journey with you is so powerful because we're all really mm-hmm. connected and we're all experiencing yes. the same things, right? And yes. so um, to be able to do that and, and have people really see you and then have people see yeah. themselves in you is just such a powerful connection point. And really, I think one of the pieces that I think is underrated in, in talking about business, you know, a lot of the, the business stuff we talked about in the, in the mentorship program was really just about like understanding yourself, right? And, and, and like how, what you want to bring and then allowing mm-hmm. people to connect with you on that level. And that that's a huge part of building a brand and, and, and building a community. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Definitely. And, and especially when you talk in terms of sustainability Mm. too, like you can't sustain any type of business, especially yoga. Like to me, yoga is not just about teaching poses or teaching you how to breathe. It's an energy exchange, you know? And so I, in order to be able to do this for a long time, like I have to make sure like what I'm offering is true and authentic to my own energy, you know? And Ugh, so yes. and to me, that's the only way to do it. Um, and you can tell the difference as a, as a consumer, totally. as a practitioner, you can tell the difference when you go to a yoga class and the teacher is just there, you know, shows up. It's like, okay, y'all, <laughs> let's just start moving. Like do this, do this. There's no like, connection you don't feel that in your inner like you know you don't feel mm-hmm. that in your soul mm-hmm. um and so i i just want to make sure that what i'm offering is not just movement or how to reduce stress or anything like that but it's more of um an, an opportunity to connect with one another um each other's energy. Totally, totally. It's such an exchange. And that's why I'm always like, man, these yoga teachers don't get paid enough in these studios. I'm telling you, everything that goes into pouring into a class, a a, a group of people, um, from the music, you know, to to bringing your energy, to set the energy, to guiding somebody through a whole... Like, I was thinking about this the other day because I taught a yin class um, last Saturday. And... When I was really thinking about it, it was like, man, you're like holding someone for an hour, Mm -hmm. like loving on them, caressing them, you know, playing music that they're going to love, bringing a whole Mm -hmm. energy to them. And you're really holding a person for 60 minutes. Like that's, that's, you know, that's some serious shit. That's not just like 20 bucks a class. You know what I mean? Like. I believe that it's worth more. And so um, to me, a huge part of, of my desire to teach, you know, this this idea of entrepreneurship and business around this is because just our time and our value is so important. Um, talk a little bit about 
you know, value and charging your worth and, and, and those type of things. Yeah. So I'm still like, I'm still trying to get like comfortable with that whole concept. Um, just because I, I did it, you know, intend to come into, into this to make a whole lot of money. I just want to serve people and help them to heal. Um, and so, um, what I'm doing now is just, uh, doing donation based classes. Um, and that's where I feel comfortable, you know, teaching from right now. Um, and especially just, um, with everything going on with COVID, you know, there's, there's already a lot of stress putting, you know, placed upon people. And all I want to do is just offer them an opportunity to, um, kind of relax and come home to themselves. And so, mm. you know, you can donate however much you want to donate and, you know, that'd be that. Like I, I, that's all I, you know, that's all I care about is, is being able to help heal. Um, and then, you know, of course, going into the future, I will definitely look more into charging. I, I know um, that, you know, as well as wellness entrepreneurs and yoga teachers, we are definitely worth so much more than, um, we get paid at studios and things like that. Um, and I don't, I don't know how I'm going to approach that going forward. Um, I can just be to where I am right now. Yeah. And just, I'm okay with doing donation based right now. Um, and I know in the future when I, when the world kind of opens back up and we're able to be together again, mm. I think that's when I'll start to um, shift a little bit and mm-hmm. charging and things like that. Um, but um, we're worth it, you know? And so for anybody else who has like some awkwardness around like charging and things like that, just think about all of the hours that you spent training, think about all of the money that you spent, you know, getting certified. Cause it's not cheap. It's like not. yoga teacher trainings, like it's, and then it's, it's so expensive. And then we get offered jobs at studios that pay pennies. So like that doesn't really make sense, but yeah, I think we should definitely, um, be asking what we're worth, yeah. you know, and what you're, what you feel comfortable with. Mm, I love that. I just appreciate the honesty so much in that of just like, this is where I'm at and I'm good with that, you know? Mm-hmm. And the thing about all of you that's been so true is that you all lead with service. You all lead <laughs> with really wanting to create a change in the world. And I think that's so powerful and so important. And like you talked about that sustainability, um, you know, it's not going to be sustainable if we're not doing it from a place of love. Right. Right. Um, yeah. And really wanting to to contribute and wanting to hold these people. Right. Wanting to, mm-hmm. to take them through that journey because we know what it can do for them. Um, so I, I just love the, the service and, and just that that willingness to, to always put the community at the front. And I'm huge yeah. on that. So I love that. Um Anything else you want to add or if any folks in here have questions for Shaquilla, please drop them or let us know or give us some thoughts um, as we start to kind of wrap up. Any any thoughts or anything else that you kind of want to share with the folks? Uh, I just I'm just want to offer gratitude to you. I'm just so thankful for all of the opportunities that you've given, not only me, but just people, of, women of color, um, yoga teachers. I know last year i think it was around last spring actually when i first started going online just looking for other women of color other yoga practitioners of color and then i think i typed in a hashtag 
like black girl yoga or something mm-hmm. like that just to see what came up and I saw like all like you were flooded in that whole feed and I was just like what is this like who is this girl like oh my gosh like this is so amazing this is so great mm-hmm. and just being able to see the possibilities um that has just been so instrumental um and all of the opportunities that you've afforded us um and myself i'm just so thankful um and so to anyone who is considering joining the decolonizing decolonize your teaching training uh, or mentorship program i would say go for it um and because in order to really be able to grow as an entrepreneur you have to invest in yourself first um and I know for me, it was a leap. Like, I was like, I don't, well, you know, what if this isn't legit? You yeah, know? totally. This isn't. <laughs> <laughs> totally. Yeah, I was like, I was really like typing my application. I was like, okay, I really hope this is legit. Like, I'm just going to submit and hope for the best. Um, but it, it was worth it. It was so worth it. Everything I gained, um, yeah, I gained so much more than I could have even thought. Mm. So. Just thank you, um, and to everyone else out there who's considering it, I would just say go for it. Thank you. Ugh, that that means a lot to me. Cause you're right, it's scary as hell. You like, who this woman taking my money? I don't right. know. What I, I don't know what I'm gonna get from this. I don't know if she really knows what the hell she's talking about. You know, right. all of that. So I just appreciate you guys. Um, and I always say, you know, no, no, you know me. You know what I'm saying? If y'all don't show up. It, it's all for nothing. So I, I, you all are what what fuel me um, to keep me going. We have a couple questions here. Sophia says, "What has been your experience working with other yoga teachers in DC?" Oh, so let's see. I haven't actually worked with. Um, have I? Let me think. Um, I think it's, well, so far it's been good. I don't know if, if uh, she means a people of color, teachers of color, or just in general. Um, but as far as other teachers of color, um, that's been great. I haven't really worked um, too closely with other teachers just yet um, mm-hmm. because I've been so involved in working in schools and working yeah. with kids. Mm-hmm. Um, but my my goal before COVID happened was to really connect um, in the spring and really uh, be able to create partnerships with other yoga teachers of color um, because one of my kind of ideas and visions that I want to bring to fruition is a nonprofit where I can uh, unite other yoga teachers and practitioners of color um, to uh, to participate in community-based classes. So mm-hmm. that's definitely um, in the works. Um, so hopefully once the you know, once we all get back to normal life, I can continue that. But uh, connecting online has been great. Yeah. So I've been able to do that at least, and that's been helpful. Awesome. Um, Schedule Gain says, what if you're not a yoga teacher? What do you think about the program for people who are not yoga teachers? Oh, good question. So even if you aren't a yoga teacher, the information is still very much applicable uh, because we're, you know, we start with just gaining clarity on what it is that we want to do, who do you want to serve, um, how you can create those partnerships that you need in order to have a really successful business, mm. how to create the branding behind it, how to market yourself, how to send those emails um, to businesses, um, to ask for donations, to ask for funding you know all of those things are applicable across all uh, industries so and you yeah, had a I super dope today. partnership um towards the end of the program right yeah talk yeah. about so, that yeah so um at the very end of um, the program just so happens that a nonprofit 
that I was working with um, approached me to do uh, like a donate, help them with their annual do- fundraising. And so I um, organized a donation-based yoga class. Um, I was able to partner with my local yoga studio. I got the space for free. Like I, I was able to explain and articulate all of the things that I wanted to do and the purpose, all because I had the, the mentorship program to help me um learn how to kind of pitch myself in that way Mm. and so I was able to have an event um and it was great it was I was so proud um a couple more questions here um ask Devin says what if you love yoga but still new to yoga but have been thinking about teaching as well oh so in terms of the mentorship program yeah I'm not sure either in relation to the mentorship or in relation to getting certified as a yoga teacher let us know Devin um, Tressa T says, how has your personal practice changed since you started teaching? It's a great question. Mm, so my personal practice has gotten, um, I think a lot more robust, mm-hmm. um, just because I can't teach from an empty cup. And so I know that when I'm feeling overwhelmed or stressed or just overall like unbalanced it's very hard for me to feel motivated to even teach Mm. because a lot of my classes and teachings are a derivative of what I'm actually practicing or experiencing myself Mm. so um I try to stay consistent with my practice and make sure that I'm carving out that time for myself so that I can fill up my own cup and then you know go and provide service to others love it love it that pouring from a full cup um, Devin, yes. Are you talking about, can you just break us, break it down? Let us know if you're talking about yoga teacher training or the mentorship program. Um, Megan, uh, uh, another mentee that we'll be talking to tomorrow says, um, thank you for sharing your story. I would love to work with kids. Thank you for reminding me about this passion. Yes. Yes. And then in that vein, Tiffany says, um, she thinks we missed her question, but do you offer anything online for children now? If not, where should I start with my 10 year old? That's a great question. Oh, nice. So yeah, I currently I'm not offering anything um, for kids, um, but some recommendations I have are Yoga Foster. Mm, um, that's yes. another organization um, founded and led by a black woman um, who whose whole mission is to provide uh, yoga and mindfulness to kids. So yeah. that's one great Nicole organization. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also um, Little Flower Yoga is another great organization um, that's very big on mindfulness for kids. Little Flower so Yoga? Little Flower Yoga. Mm. Mm-hmm. Nice. Um, we are coming down to our last couple minutes. Devin says for the mentorship, she would incorporate. she would love to incorporate it with her work as a licensed professional counselor. Okay, let me, I'm just going back up to read her, the original question. So what do I love about if you're new to yoga, but thinking about teaching as well. Um, that's a good one. I think that that for other industries, again, it can transfer because it has just some super foundational um, modules and principles for anyone building a business in any area. Um, I would say maybe DM me because I, I'd like to chat through that a little bit more with you because I'm, I'm not sure. Um, like I want to have a little more specifics to be able to get to your question. So DM me, um, Devin, when you get a chance and we'll, ch- we'll chat about it. Shaquilla, thank you so much. This has been phenomenal. Um, I'm so grateful for you and thankful to have been able to get on here and just to have you in in my circle and in my sphere. Um, You are doing amazing work. You're impacting so many people. And I'm just, I'm honored to just watch you 
blossom and grow and journey. Well, thank you. Thank you so much for having me. This has been great. Um, thank you to everybody who joined. Um, yes. Yeah, thank you for showing up <laughs> to listen yes. um, and to connect with us. Um, but yeah, thank you. Yes, absolutely. So um, I will be, this will be up for another 24 and this is part of our special podcast series. So if you missed yesterday's episode, you can also binge on it. Um, the Afro Yoga podcast, anywhere you stream. If you're listening on the podcast, we thank you for being with us and we will see you in the next episode. Have a beautiful day, everybody. Thank you. Bye. Bye.